Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to In Conversation, a Dub Lab podcast where each week we will bring you interviews from the Dub Lab Radio Archives. Hello and welcome to Dub Lab Radio. I'm Samuel, and today we have a very special guest, Alain Mabancou. Alain, you are a writer, a poet. Mm-hmm. You have published over 20 books, mm-hmm. novels, and poetry collections. Mm-hmm. They have been translated in many languages, mm-hmm. at least 20, I think. Mm-hmm. And you are a professor here in Los Angeles at mm-hmm. UCLA in the French and Francophone Studies Department, mm-hmm. as well as in Paris at Collège de France. Mm. Uh, today we're going to talk about different things. Mm. Lab, we're gonna, we like to talk about music, so mm-hmm. that's what we're going to talk about mainly. Congolese Bumba genre from Congo, and your own involvement in music production with the albums Black Bazaar. Mm-hmm. Alain, how are you doing today? Oh, I'm doing well, you know. It's uh, like funny to talk about music, uh, Congolese music, and... Uh, Uh, living in Los Angeles where mm. that music is not that popular but I think that uh, with such a show like yours we're gonna have the opportunity to sh- to make your listeners to like enjoy the excitement of Rumba. Right. Okay, so let's <laughs> jump right into it. So you grew up in Pointe Noire in Congo? Yep. Uh, was music something important to you and how did it participate to your life there? Maybe you want to share some memories with us. Yeah, the, the music is very important in uh, Africa, mainly in both uh, Congo Kinshasa and Congo Brazzaville in Central Africa. We live with the music, uh, it's open, it's not like in the Western societies where the music... Uh, Uh, has to be listened to in the basement. You have to close the door because you don't want to disturb the neighborhood. We need to live with, with this kind of sounds and fury in Africa. So I grew up in this kind of environment where the music was... Uh, everywhere and we would sing we would go to the bar in order to listen to the music but not inside the bar just in front of the bar because at that time we were kids we weren't allowed to go in the bar and drink alcohol so we sat down outside and listening to the music and singing with the 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 the, the performers and i'm guessing that congolese rumba was something important in the music so mm-hmm. can you tell us What is Congolese rumba? And maybe give us a little bit of history mm-hmm. on the genre. But the, the Congolese rumba coincide with the arrival of the independences in Africa. It was like for us and our, as Africans, the way to be 
like joyful to like celebrate the fact that we were not anymore colonized by French people. So the rumba is uh, it's a kind of popular urban music in which the artist is trying like to give a lesson to the population. If you listen to a rumba song, the first part, you have the musician who is talking, like saying, don't do that in life, you have to be careful, or don't take, uh, don't uh, look at the wife of your, 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 your brother, or your uncle, and so on and so on. And in the middle of the song, you are, you're going to have the excitement. You're going to dance because they're going to stop singing. It's going to be the guitar. Rumba is important because of the guitar, which they often call seben. Seben is a kind of rhythm in which the guitar is very, very, very high and it's playing like uh, uh, a kind of uh, feel like the guitarist is like singing with his instrument. Mm. That was very important for us. Rumba can be considered like uh, the music of liberation, of freedom, mm. the music of the, the independence, and uh, the music maybe of uh, the expression of uh, our feeling as African. I think it's interesting because in the history of Congolese rumba, mm -hmm. we see that it emerged from very different uh, musical styles. Mm -hmm. So it, it, it's like a blending from Cuban rumba. Yes. And as you said, African music, yeah. African rhythms, yeah. and also jazz that yeah. the Belgian colonizers yeah. Yeah. brought. And that from those different musical styles, mm -hmm. it, it it became a sound very unique to Congo, and that mm -hmm. symbolizes, yeah. as you said, Congo, yeah. and and also the independence. Mm -hmm. And I think there's a song that is very uh, mm -hmm. symbolizing of that is Grand Calais, Independence yeah. Chacha. Yeah. Maybe maybe we can play it. Yes, the the, the, let's play it because yeah. it's very important. Okay, <laughs> let's listen to that. Kale is often considered as one of the fathers yes. of Congolese rumba, but there are many others yeah. like Franco or yeah. Taboulé Rochereau. Yeah. 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 Uh, what can you tell us about those classic Congolese rumba musicians mm -hmm. and what kind of rumba they represent? Mm -hmm. Yes, at the beginning we can say that uh, Kale is one of the greatest musicians in Congolese rumba. Not just because he sang that, uh, that song, Independence Cha Cha, but just because at that time he has this kind of group called African Fiesta. It was the emergence of uh, the birth of uh, music of liberation. And uh, at the same time, if Calais is considered like the father of one of the fathers of, of the rumba, in the Congo, we have other like Mundanda, he's not well known here, but he's one of the father. And uh, Kale was like lucky to find the perfect song at the time African nations 
were trying to free themselves from uh, the French colonization. And um, the rumba, when you see like uh, Grand Calais, he died by then. Grand Calais did inspire the musicians like uh, Franco and Taboulet because of the performance, because of the voice. He was, uh, his voice was very uh, special. And the way he was taking care of his uh, group, African Fiesta. But at the same time, I can uh, add that uh, in the 60s, that song was like an anthem. It's like something we have to sing every time we feel like we are losing the hope in our, in our life. So Calais gave us the mean to like claim our uh, humanity, the mean to claim our way of being free. And for the classic mm-hmm. Congolese rumba musicians like yeah. Kali and yeah. later on Franco and yeah. Sabule Rochereau, yeah. what was uh, special about their music, you know, in terms of the, the music, but also the words, the topics they were singing about, and the language they used. It's just because they were talking about uh, social issues. It wasn't like this kind of music which is like you don't know what it's talking about, it's just for fun, but it was really uh, the lyrics or the songs were about how the Africans are living after the independence. What we're going to do now, we are freedom. It's maybe the fact that the songs were close to the population that the rumba Congolese began uh, like to become one of the big deal in our society. At the same time, we would see our father dancing, even if the song is very sad, but people are going to dance because, as I say, the first part of the song is always the lyric when you are talking, giving the advice, and the second part is considered like the part that you're going to move and shake your, your body. So the rumba Congolese gave a birth to later on another kind of music called sukus in which they erased the lyric and they just keep they just kept like the rhythm and the place people gonna dance so from the world we went to the action just dancing dancing and dancing more classic mm-hmm. Congolese rumba is more rooted in morale and yes. poetic and maybe romantic and more slow kind of music yeah. and later later Congolese rumba is more focusing on the rhythm and mm-hmm. and the party yeah. and less concerned with concerned with the words yeah right? but it's, it's, it's even uh, interesting because at the same time you're gonna see that uh, people are interested just to dance mm-hmm. at the time. But the best part of the rumba is what the musician is saying. What what kind of advice? When you listen to a musician like uh, uh, Franco, Franco was like uh, 
a social philosopher, someone who was trying to lead the youth, African youth, to let them know what not to do in order to become a human being, in order to keep our, our tradition. So the classical rumba music was a kind of useful music. You do the music in order to like help the population to find a way to live. But the second part of the rumba, mainly in the 90s, it became like uh, just a music for uh, dancing, dancing for excitement, yeah. for for uh, that's it. It was the, the maybe the, the the birth of a new kind of new music which gave the sukus rhythm and uh, later on the dombolo rhythm as well. GGPL. And I think that today in the songs, yes. some of the Congolese Wumba songs, uh, the musicians uh, give shout outs to yeah. a lot of people and yeah. the people actually pay to have their, their names in the song. Yes. They yeah. pay the musicians. Yeah. But it's not only people <laughs> that pay that pay the musicians, it's also brands, like yeah. big brands pay yeah. the musicians to, yeah. for the musicians to promote the brand. Yeah. So... Yeah, it's it's it's, uh, it's a kind of uh, name dropping, you know. Uh, I remember when I was producing two album of uh, my musician Black Bazaar. Yeah, we're gonna talk about that. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. people would come to the studio with money. They mm -hmm. give to the musician. You know, no, I want my name in the song, mm -hmm. so he's gonna put the name. But you figure out that you have like two hundred people who want to pay in order to be in the mm -hmm. song. All those people going to pay, which makes sometimes uh, uh, musicians feel good because instead of being paid uh, in like three or four months, yeah. they're going to have money, mm -hmm. cash yeah. over there. Yeah. Uh, a new musician who were given like a car, mm -hmm. television, yeah. and yeah. so... That's, a, a, big, house. that's yes. a big issue for musicians. Yes. It's, it's kind of hard being a musician. <laughs> that's the new sponsors. Yeah. Uh, um, so... Black Bazaar is the title of one of your novels, mm -hmm. uh, where the main character is a guy yeah. who just arrived in Paris yes. from Congo, mm -hmm. and the book tells his life, his adventures in Paris, yeah. and it gives an outlook of the diversity, but also the richness of French, the French black experience. Yes. But Black Bazaar are also two albums that you produced, yes. and that were released on the label Los Africa. Yes. Uh, what is the connection between Black Bazaar, the novel, and Black Bazaar, the albums? The, the connection is uh, I wanted just to have a version of uh, my novel in music. I wanted at the time to write an album dealing with all the issues in my novel, immigration, people leaving Africa, going to France in order to succeed, but it, it uh, doesn't work, and so on and so on. And all of a sudden I say, okay, I'm going to create a group whose name is Black Bazaar. Mm -hmm. And the first song uh, I said to myself, I'm going to write it 
taking like the issue in my in my novel, and uh, I wrote it like that, thinking about uh, the fact that the rumba, Congolese rumba, is about how what advice you can give to people. So you're gonna find in that bo- in that. Uh, in that song, like uh, an advice about love, about the fact that you have to live well, about the fact also that you are you have to be well dressed, you have to uh, always take care of your body because this is an important thing is in nowadays. But it wasn't just like uh, I wanted uh, to put my book in music. I wanted just to remind my readers that a novel can be also an object for uh, a musical project. So as a as a writer and a poet, the words are obviously very important to you in even in the music. And given the importance of uh, orality in African literature, how do you think of this relationship between music and poetry, the sounds and the written words? Yes. I think music uh, and poetry are connected. In order to write a good poem, you have to feel something, you have to listen to something. For instance, I'm not like uh, someone who's going to be arguing because uh, the Nobel Prize was uh, given to uh, Bob Dylan, for instance. I always think that uh, songs, the real songs, are poetry. If you take... uh, Imagine from John Lennon, from me, it's a poem. Mm -hmm. You are trying to think the world, to give the image of the world. So the connection is there. But not all songs are poems. Neither, not all poems are songs. And in your own work, how how do you see this relationship between music and writing? Because you write a lot yeah. about music in, yeah. in, in your books, but can we say that there is some kind of musical dimension in your writing? Yes, because I always write with the music in the background. Uh, yes, okay. I cannot write uh, somewhere where it's quiet. I need the music, even if I'm writing a novel or, or writing an essay, I need to put the music of my country in order to have the inspiration, in order to to move in my head from the United States to my country. So the music needs to be uh, around me. It's my life. Mm-hmm. Talking about music and poetry makes me think of Francis Bebe. Yes. Who was a... A Cameroonese yes. uh, singer and also poet. Yes, and he's very popular among uh, record collectors around the yeah. world. And he's fascinating because he was using electronic instruments mm-hmm. early in the 1970s. Yeah. So it's interesting to see that usually electronic music is thought of as 
a music reserved to Westerners. Yes. But actually, there were African musicians using electronic instruments back yeah. in the day, also yeah. Indian musicians. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and uh, the, in, yes, in the 70s or the 80s, that was the period, uh, not only Francis Bebe did use electronic instruments, but you have also uh, great musicians from Nigeria like Fela, the mm -hmm. father, mm -hmm. who used that with... Uh, with uh, success, and you have also in Nigeria Prince Nikombarga, the guy who sang uh, the song Sweet Mother, he used that kind of uh, uh, instrument. It was the maybe the beginning of uh, the a mix in African music how to deal with Western instruments, whereas we have. Uh, our own instrument in Africa. So for me, Francis Bebe was a kind of pioneer because he was a musicologist, mm -hmm. he went to school, he learned the music, he used all the instruments from the traditional African music, oral music African, from pygmies or from people from Cameroon, trying to mix it with Western civilization. That may be what the music is all about, even the, the jazz or, or the gospel or all kind of African-American music. We took some instrument from the Western civilization mm -hmm. and we tried to give those instruments our way of feeling, of like... Uh, uh, playing the music and Francis Bebe may be uh, uh, considered like one of our leaders in the way that he was a link between the traditional culture of Africa and the modernism that was uh, brought in Africa back then. Well, let's listen to some Francis Bebe from his album Si les Gaulois avaient su. <laughs> style of music yeah. to become very unique sound to Congo. Yeah. Yeah. But what is interesting too is that now Con Congolese rumba has become so huge that it has influenced all of Africa mm -hmm. and even beyond. So mm -hmm. what do you think of this influence uh, of Congolese rumba, rumba all mm -hmm. over? We have this that influence because of the number of the stars like Kofi Olomide, uh, like Fali Pupa, uh, like Jibem Piana, Werason. So, uh, so they are like uh, playing music in Europe, in United States, everywhere. And they kept the substance of Congolese rumba, but they did add something else over there. They understand or they 
they understood that at the time the voice of the African youth. So let's think like a musician like P Square from Nigeria and a lot of them are inspired by the rumba Congolese. Mm -hmm. And sometimes they are doing futurings with uh, Kofi Olomide or with Wera Son. So we are seeing that uh, Congolese music is getting in the era of the globalization like literature did, well, mm -hmm. world literature. Now we, we have this kind of world music, or I can say world Congolese music, which is taking here and there but at the, same, at the same time remaining authentic. Mm -hmm. Okay. And there's a strong Congolese diaspora in France, mm. and there's a lot of uh, French rappers yeah. in France that are from Congolese descent. Yes. And mm. that are like very popular in France. Yes. I'm thinking of uh, Maître Gims yes. or Niska. Yes. Have you heard of those guys? Yes, yeah? no, Mets Gim's father, Juna Janana, okay. because his father was a musician of Papa Wemba mm -hmm. in Viva la Musica. So it's normal because you have a new generation of uh, uh, African born in, uh, mm -hmm. in France and uh, they are trying to mix their roots with their uh, status of being. Uh, black in France and it's giving something authentic we have a kind of mixed we have a kind of uh, melting pot in uh, Congolese music which is giving something new and I think that uh, it's the new direction the Congolese music is taking right now how to like uh, digest your own culture but at the same time being open to uh, the sound of the world and uh, being open to the sound of the country in which you are living, mm -hmm. even if it's not in Africa. Yeah. Okay, mm -hmm. so we can listen to some of those French rappers. Yes. But before we do that, uh, and we we'll probably end the interview here, mm -hmm. and before we listen to those songs, um, Maybe you want to share with the audience yeah. some of the projects you're working on now, or like yeah. maybe a book that is, next book that is coming out, or where we can catch you in LA or in Paris <laughs> or Brazzaville. Yeah. Any anything you want to share with the audience? No, I'm trying to work on the third album of oh, okay. Black Bazaar, All right. but it's gonna take time. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, my musicians are like working in Paris, trying to. Uh, like create music, I'm trying to create lyrics, uh, and I'm working as well uh, with uh, another musician in, in France, his name is Gaël Fay, which mm. is the new generation of the rapper, rapper in, uh, in France over there. So my project is to like uh, achieve the third album from Black Bazaar, and maybe after that, uh, finish my own novel. Okay. But it's going to take like two years. Okay. All right. Well, <laughs> thank you, Alain. Thank it was you. great having you. Thank you very and much. Looking forward to talk to you some more. Thank you. Here was Alain Mabancou and Samuel Lamontagne for Dub Lab Radio. Peace.
Conversation was produced by DubLab, a nonprofit radio station broadcasting live from Los Angeles since 1999. Sound editing and theme song by Matea Bame. For more programming, visit dublab.com. And thank you for listening.